Welcome to the Dr. Mudgill podcast. This is a really exciting one for me. Um, as most of you know, I'm a huge, huge music fan. And um, I'm blessed to have Matthew Whitaker here, who's just a, I mean, a polymath beast of a musician, incredible <sighs> pianist. Um, I've been following Matthew's story for a couple of years now. And uh, it's just such an honor to have you here, man. I'm so excited to hear your story. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> hey, happy birthday, by the way. I know you just turned 21, man. That's a yeah, big milestone. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so we're going to, I mean, kind of bounce all over the place. I know, yeah. um, you know, the All Arts Artist uh, in Residence documentary mm -hmm. came out on your birthday, mm -hmm. which was amazing. I mean, thank everyone you. should really watch this. Not only did I learn so, so much about you, but I have so many questions about that whole, your, your interest in film scoring and, you know, just how someone like yourself is basically who plays all genres of music and is, you know, obviously most, most mostly jazz, I would say is your primary focus, but I hear you playing classical, you know, in the documentary, you're playing stuff for theater. It's just, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. But how, you. how, how did film scoring become something that was of interest to you? Uh, I think really just hearing about it over time, you know, growing up, listening to a lot of music, you know, um, whether it be on the radio or on YouTube and stuff like that. And, um, you know, eventually I just started, you know, learning from other um, people via YouTube, like how they compose things using a doll uh, or a, a, a digital audio workstation and um, which then led to me learning about how someone who is blind is able to do that and you know <laughs> everything just really went from there so like really from just listening and researching really are there any other blind composers for film scores that you know of um I am not sure off the top of my head um but um i'm sure there are um, you know what one, one of the things that i found amazing yeah. Matthew, and this is a, a kind of like just a question for someone i guess who's somewhat naive but mm -hmm. when you're watching a film is it kind of like listening to an audiobook you know like mm. are you yeah um I guess that works in, 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 in one way or another because, like, you know, you have the dialogue, then you have music, and, and I know some audiobooks that have music with them, so, yeah. <laughs> um, um, as long as, you know, everything is coming across audibly, you know, I'm good. And, well, what helps is that, it, uh, sorry, uh, what helps with that <laughs> is um, audio description, which is basically um, just... Uh, a uh, a description of what's happening on screen, so that uh, so that a blind individual can really know what's happening visually, along with you know what's happening already in the film. Yeah, it's uh, it, one of the things I thought was so wild in the documentary. It, it you know, there's like basically you're working with various folks. Um, you know, there's mm -hmm. someone from theater, and there's a, someone who's a composer. And there's this one scene, I forget exactly who the person was that you were working with, but she was basically just describing like a movie scene. She's like, just play along with this. You're sitting on a piano. Susie. Yeah. Or, Susie, yeah. Or, yeah, Susan Jacobs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she was literally just describing Susie. a scene like there's a child running away and like, you know, it was like kind of a uh, a scene where, you know, your, your, your heart would be dropping, you're nervous and you're like, and she's like, just play what you're feeling. It's a, it's, it's a scene of, of, a, of a 
terrible, gruesome war, and it's violent. And oh no, amazing. sorry, that was um, that was Zane actually, uh, Zane March. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's because you really just—it's amazing. First, like you don't realize how much music actually captures the emotion of a scene. And then right. it was amazing how you could just literally not even thinking about it, just started playing. Just go for it. Yeah. I mean, that's the one like, thing. I mean, sorry. Um, I mean, for me, uh, I just like, that's the one thing I'm trying to get better at. Just going for it. Just having that, that, that push, just, just to let it all out and not worry about, Oh, uh, uh you know, how's this sound? How's that sound? You know, just, just, just try it. Go for it. See what happens. What what do you like? What are your thoughts? I mean, I know you probably think so fast because you're just a <laughs> level musician. But is it like you know? I know like just I I like mess around with instruments and stuff, and I've been playing music, but not you know obviously at a very amateurish level. But like you know, like minor keys are like sad, major keys are happy. Is any of that stuff going through your mind, or is it just the all automatic? Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I think about you know like major, minor, but you know it. Um, really. I just go for it, you, you know, um, uh, it, it, what helps is if I have, like, a layout of what's happening visually, again, you know, going back to that, right. you know, if I have, okay, this person is doing this, well, this person is going to do this eventually in five seconds, so we need something that builds up from here to here, and... I mean, it was literally like a, but you were doing it instantaneously, she was, or I think whoever it was, was like, the child is about to run into, like, oncoming traffic, and like, <laughs> you're playing along with that, like, capturing the emotion of that instantly yeah but it's uh stuff like that really came into play when i um when i um i stored a film uh, called star tisha uh, which is streaming on hulu um it came out a few weeks ago before the, the documentary but um um and what was happening was you know i was you know being told what was happening visually and i was able to write the music based on that what's happening it's a little girl, she's pulling out a big ball of light in a dollhouse. And she's she's like holding a moon in her hands. Oh gotcha. So Yeah. You you it, it I mean, listen, I'm sure that was instantaneous and and effort effort too as it's it really fun. everything is. Are are you familiar with uh um Charlie Hunter? He just came out with an album with this guy named Sam Frybush and Jeff Clapp. It's an organ trio album. Uh, I'm not sure if I know that one. So it, it's interesting because Sam, I had Sam on my podcast a few episodes ago. Mm. He's an organ player. I, I love having B3 organs like by far oh, my man. favorite instrument. Yeah, like same. Having B3 organ trios <laughs> are like just the best. Yeah, right. Um, so he came out with an album with Charlie Hunter and this drummer named Jeff Clapp. And one of the things that he said was he plays in a church, in like a Baptist church down in like South Carolina somewhere. Mm. And I know you play. You're, yep, you're Baptist as well. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and you run you run the church band pretty much right? You're yeah. Uh, I minister of music, so I I run that. I also you know they're at the choir and you know rehearse them and all that stuff. Well, a lot of that is spontaneous. A lot of that is improv improvised, right? Like really? Yeah. Um. Um. It really is improv in a way, especially you know um, when it's like just you know no music at all. It's just like just. On the, like really just underscoring what's happening, like you know, 
you know, in the service itself. Like, like I said in the documentary, you know, it to really go from, like, like really calm to like really heavy. Uh, you know, yeah. so it's, it, 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 it is really improv in a way. Yeah, but you know, it's it's funny because like all, in, in a Baptist church, it's it's always so like bluesy and jazzy. And, yeah, you know, all these great like seventh chords and you know it's it really is like just jazz in the backdrop. Kind it of, is know? really, and and it all started in the church, so which is yeah. it, it really combines all the styles of music that we know. So let's so let, let's you know so just some of the things that I've obviously I've been researching your story and like you know learning a bit about you. I know like this kind of all started. Well, just to take it back, you were you were premature, you were born premature, like twenty four mm-hmm. weeks or so, and ultimately you had retinopathy of prematurity, which is you know similar. Stephen Wonder has the same condition, right? Retinopathy of prematurity. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know you were basically not supposed to really survive. Um, yeah, it was like a pretty gloomy time, I'm sure, for your parents, but somehow you made it through. And I know your parents were taking you like a bunch of doctors, and the, the, everyone was seemed like they were just kind of like hopeless. And at some point, your mom and dad just said, you know what, like, we're just going to, this is the reality, we're going to live our lives. And they kind of took matters into their own hands and like, you know, just tried to have for you to have as much as normal of a childhood as possible. And somehow, like three years old, you got like a, your granddad gave you like a toy keyboard. And I think you everyone was like mesmerized by the fact that you could just mm. play. Yeah. Can, can you t- share a little bit of that? Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, it, it was hard growing up, <laughs> um, up until three, but, um, I mean, yeah. Uh, do you, re- do you remember that? Do you remember playing that toy keyboard? I remember a, l- a little bit, you know, um, like uh, there's stuff I don't remember, but like, I do remember like, playing with the keyboard. Um, and I also re- remember taking uh, cross cultural lessons at five, um, yeah. and, and that was a struggle too, like your parents finding you a teacher, right? And the store, yeah, yeah. The store was really the um, the 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 hardest thing, you know, finding the right store for me. And 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 like, even you know, at the store I attended, you know, I was too young, but you know, they t- they took me in anyway, and I became the you know like the youngest to be in that store. Five. And you're still in contact with your original piano teacher, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Which I know the great. 60 minutes on the 60 minutes. Uh, I think it was like in 2020, it was like in the height of the pandemic. There mm. was a you were on 60 minutes, and there was a you know basically showcasing your talent. And your piano teacher was on there, and uh, it's she said like one of the coolest things I think I've ever, I've ever heard. Where you know I think whoever was interviewing her was saying um, you know it must have been like you know very challenging, and mm. you know kind of going through like teaching you and she said no it's actually i was much more nervous about it because she knew what a talent you were and like the responsibility of like grooming your talent so you could share it with the world like yeah. she felt the burden of like your you know how what an amazing talent you were even at that age he's obviously you know got something to offer to the world and so you want to you want to make that possible I thought that was pretty cool, and the fact that you guys are still in touch or still work. Do you guys still work together? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we still work on tricycle repertoire and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's 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 always fun working with her. What 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 can anyone possibly teach you, man? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Look, like, I mean, it, it, it's it's always great to improve, you know. 
Right, but what? What? I mean, you're so good. Like, what is like? What is? Learn, what, what even professionals get lessons every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys working on pieces or technique? Yeah, pieces, technique. Um, you know, just overall like things like that. Um, you know, and you know, getting my braille music uh, chops going. <laughs> um, um, because that is um challenging, uh, especially so, um, when you have to uh read with one hand, play with the other hand, and switch right. over and memorize both hands at the same time. Yeah. I and mean, that was one thing she actually said she was very adamant about. Like, she's like, you need to learn how to read music. <laughs> and reading like Braille music is like, you know, much harder than reading re regular music. And, uh, mm -hmm. but she was pretty hardcore about that, right? Because she said yeah. that's really going to allow you to get to the next level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, who, who right now, like, you know, what, what do you listen to? Who inspires you? Like, do you, you know, what, what kind of genres are you into? Do you listen to pop? Do you listen to mostly Yeah, of jazz? course. I, I mean, as a composer and arranger, you know, it's always good to, you know, discover other styles of music. Um, and, you know, lately, um, even while we're in the car driving, I'll just be, you know, shazamming songs that happen on the radio and I just save them to my phone and listen to that and put it on shuffle. But really, um, um, I love all styles of music. Um, including, you know, for example, uh, metal. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I, I know it's like re really strange for me to say that, but I mean, I like it. There was a lot of links between metal and classical, actually. You yeah. Know, like you hear, you hear, you really hear a lot of classical lines and like, you know, especially like, exactly. like Ingwe Malmsteen and all those guys. So like when, when I was a kid, there's like, a, like right. crazy virtuoso guitar players, but it's like these crazy classical licks that they sounds like they're playing, you know? Yeah. You know who uh, loves combining a lot of styles? Dream Theater. I'm not familiar. Oh. They're heavy metal band? Yeah. Um, Pod, kind of. Um, Pod, uh, metal. But, but, but they love like combining like like other styles like uh jazz but there's a, but there's a one song where they literally like have like a old school piano solo thing like where the keyboardist is like is playing as if he was you know playing like, like a stride piano like oh, wow. you know <laughs> it's, it's 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 really interesting I gotta check it out, man. I'm definitely gonna check it out. So, you know, one of the things that I've been actually, like I was mentioning, like, I love like organ trio stuff. And yeah. I've been watching like a lot of your videos. I subscribe to your YouTube channel, which oh, I love. Oh, wow. Thank right? you. And, um, dude, you're so good. Like, it's Thank like, you. It's, it's amazing, like the feel, because that's really, it's so much feel with the organ and like you're really emoting so much. And it's hard to, I mean, it's, it's hard to do. And it's, how did you get so good at the organ? Did you like work with <laughs> Lottie Smith or any like organ players? Really, I taught myself, honestly. Uh, Even the feet, like using the pedals. And yeah, stuff? um, I mean, for me, I understood it, uh, pretty quickly, I guess, uh, because the layout of the pedals is literally just like a keyboard, except you know, the distance between each pedal is you know different than the distance on the keyboard because you know you need room for your feet and you don't want to like you know be right. Like, hitting two or more pedals at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, so the distance has to be, you know, a good, you know, for the pedals. And, and it was, it was this amount of me just getting used to the feel of everything. And, um, and just getting the coordination down with, 
the both hands and feet, and then you know learning the controls on the instrument. And that's the one thing I love, like the 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 amount of sound shaping you can do with the with the instrument, and even with other instruments, because. For me, my I don't have a favorite, <laughs> but you know I I feel all of them have a unique character to them, like the piano and the keyboards and drums and percussion. So, so what is are the pedals like? What like several octaves lower than like the lowest note on the keyboard? Uh, so, so on a Hammond normally you have from C one to about C three, so you get like. Like two octaves of pedals, um, and uh, depending on you know um, the the organ, you may find a unit that has pedals from C one to D three, um, um, and even with pipe organs, you know those can vary between right, right, you know different sizes and all that stuff. But generally, uh, not not just out of ten on a Hammond, you get C to C. Gotcha. And is that what you play at church? Is it a Hammond B3? Uh, at church, we have a XB3, which is Hammond's first digital um, uh, emulation of, of, of a B3 or Hammond Orton in general. And it sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, but we use that. And then I have my keyboard on top of the organ uh, for key sounds. And then I have my phone off to my right for controlling different things on my phone got it man talk, talk to me a little bit i know you're kind of you were on tour for a stretch um, yeah but you're also going to school what are you studying i'm studying at juilliard it's my third year and yeah so it's about your, your undergrad degree? yeah that's awesome man so i know i know wednesday Thank mornings you. is like kind of a little bit of downtime for you like decide that's where you're kind of between between school and playing gigs and all that stuff yeah <laughs> right um, so, t- t- so talk to me about like about your tour, what uh, what you're promoting, your latest work. Yeah, so so currently we are touring my latest album, Connections, which just came out last summer, and basically the album is really all about the connections I have with other artists and their connections with me, and. Yeah, um, we've been touring it ever since the album came out, and we're going to be doing a European tour uh, in the summertime, and we're going to be touring across the United States as well uh, in the summer and in fall, you know, close to Thanksgiving season, so I can't wait to see y'all. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't wait to come out and check you out. I know you're playing at Dizzy's this weekend. Yeah, uh, right. uh, as of... Um, April 13th, uh, the show is uh, on April 14th, so yeah. Unfortunately, I would be out of town, so I'm not going to be able to make it, but I'll, I'm definitely going to catch you, man, when, when you are in New York, man. I got I to see you live. It looks yes, like definitely. it's an amazing experience, man. Um, so when you're on tour, like, what percentage is like, you know, like, I see you have like all these keyboards behind you right now. Like, is that the same setup, essentially, you have like, when you're on tour? Uh, kind of. Um, uh, usually, right when we're on tour, I usually have a piano that's being rented and an organ that's being rented. And that is basically like a back-to-back setup so I can easily just spin around or play both at the same time. Um, and on top of the piano, I would have a small keyboard that I would bring. Um, and yeah, um, 
and uh, as far as the rest of the band um, and me, uh, we either use either monitors or, or headphones or in-ears, depending on, you know, the backline and what they're providing for us. So, yeah. Well, it's, the same it's, touring band? It's yes. A, I was like, guitars, drums, and bass, right? Yep, and percussion. And percussion. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it sounds so full. You Thank know. you. I, mean, just, I, th- I think just the organ alone sounds <laughs> so full. <laughs> right? It. Yeah. yeah man. But it's, it's a great band. It seems, it seems like you kind of would have been with these same musicians for a pretty long time yeah since the end of 2018 uh a friend of mine uh or well, ours <laughs> a friend of ours uh nat townsley who was also a drummer he introduced me to marcos on guitar Karim on bass uh and isaiah on drums and um uh last year uh right during the fall season um uh, we added uh, Ivan on, on percussion, and I've no, I, I've known Ivan since I was about like I think twelve years old, like twelve or thirteen years old. Um, so it was great to, you know, add him to the to the group. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, uh, on tour, uh, 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 Johnny Steele will also be on drums as well. So um, it's gonna be exciting. That's awesome, man. You know, just kind of, I know we're bouncing around a bit, but I know like in one of the interviews I saw, like neither of your parents are musical, right? No, I'm the only musician in the family who is a musician. <laughs> so where, like, it's wild. Like, where does no aunts, uncles, no one? Well, does... my dad's saying is my, 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 um, well, a, a lot of people, a lot of family on, on my dad's side saying, um, huh. but as far as playing instruments, um, I'm the only one in the family. <laughs> like, were your parents like, m- like just mesmerized by, like when you first started playing? It just, it kind of, like, out of yeah, nowhere. like they were saying like, oh, who taught him how to play that <laughs> at three years old? Um, you know, because um, no one taught me, you know, those no sweet rhymes, and I just taught myself. I just from just listening to them and just memorizing them and playing with both hands. You know, in, in that sixty minutes interview, they you there was like a doctor who was doing research just to try to like figure out how like elite musicians are you know are able to play at the level like you know that you do, and they did like an they did an MRI yes study and like one of the studies was like it was like that scene from Ferris Bueller where like the teacher's like you know Bueller Bueller you know and yeah. like your 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 brain is basically shut off, and then like when you're this music it's like your entire brain like even like visual cortex, like yeah. parts of your brain that are used to, that people with sight use, you're using that to process the music. Are you seeing music inside your head? Like when you're playing? No, it's not my dysanesthesia type thing. Um, but still though, like it's, it's really cool how I use my visual cortex. Like I still can't believe it. <laughs> like it's how ama- is that possible? It's actually amazing. Yeah. I, actually, I'm going to try to get that visual. We'll put it on the podcast. It's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a doctor, so like that's kind of stuff I was always fascinated. Oh, there you me. go. Uh, but it was, it's really, really wild. It was like you're literally using like 90% of your brain when you make music, whereas like other people probably use like 20% of their brain when they're making music, which, you know, helps to explain why you're so damn good. Oh, thanks. Um, so what's next, man? Well, um, finishing up Juilliard, uh, my third year, and uh, going on tour, <laughs> really. Um, and, um, whatever else God, you know, says, you know, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that, 
you know, I've been blessed to be, yeah, to be performing and recording and doing other things, and I can't wait for what's happening next. Any jazz, is jazz fest happening this year? Uh, which one? <laughs> New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans Jazz Festival. Um, good question. I hope so. I would love to go back there. Yeah, you played last. You played last year, right? In jazz fest. Uh. Three years ago, I want to say. Pre-COVID. Pre Pre-COVID, yes. Yeah. Maybe that was wow. Yeah, I will be at the Monterey Jazz Festival, though, uh, in oh, September. Amazing. Awesome, man. That's amazing. Hey, Matthew, I can tell, I can tell, man, you got a lot going on, man. Uh, I don't want to keep you from your studies, uh, but thank you so much, man, for sharing part of your journey with us, man. And uh, it's it's just, it's an honor to, get to it's an honor to meet you. I'm a huge fan, and uh, I hope lots of folks will come see you live, man, when you're on tour. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right, man. Well, have a wonderful rest of the afternoon, man. You too. All right. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Mudgill podcast. The corresponding video can be found on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Let's get it. <laughs>